Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, episode 54 of the Talking Power podcast. Podcast and wine tasting. Wine tasting this evening. We've got wine tasting. I'm Nick DiCembre, Simon Gonzo Travellini, and we are here with Todd Brinkworth. He's on, joined us tonight in the studio. Thanks for joining us, Todd. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. No problems, no problems. You guys have a great weekend? Yeah. It was pretty casual. I'm yep. still pretty chilled from yesterday. <laughs> we had our crew wind up. It's quite good. It's good. It's a good. Good afternoon. Yeah, barbecue. Of frivolities and no, it was good. Few, good to see everyone. Drinks. Yep. Nicholas running around everywhere. He was. He was enjoying <laughs> himself. That was good to see. He slept well. And Todd was out flying. Yep. Yeah. Todd skipped it. Skipped it. Went skipped flying. It. You know, what was it? A d- two doors and an engine. Yeah, that's Lawn pretty much Lawnmower engine. engine. Okay. Yep. Rotax lawnmower. That's a fast lawnmower. Yep. <laughs> so. So when you said you were a bin doon, I thought, oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> nah, no bikies. No, bakery's pretty good, though. The what? <laughs> bakery's pretty good. The, uh, I've, heard, I've heard about this bakery. Yeah, it's bakery. not bad. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a few times. The pies are good, yeah? Mm, yeah, yeah, they're all right. That's what I've heard. The bin um, bakery. Not the cheapest bakery around, but anyway, what is, I guess? Is it, is it catering to hipsters? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> those... Yeah, kind of Ducati riders that wander on there. <laughs> Ducati, what are, uh, with respect Ulysses? to Ulysses, Ulysses Motorcycle Group. Yeah, probably them. Growing old disgracefully. That's their <laughs> motto. They're awesome. Hey, um, we should do this right now. We Definitely. got Todd. Todd has bought in Dragonfly. It's a Cabernet Cab Sav Cab Sav Merlot. Oh, it's a Cab Sav Merlot. Yep. Willow Bridge Estate. This is Western Australia, Geograph Bay, Western Australia. There you go. Yep. So what, what year was that? 2018? No, 15, this one. 2015. Oh, it's a genuine vintage. So there you go. If so watching... can, can anyone here remember what the weather was like in 2015? No. No? No. Because, no. see, this is the, the thing about vintages is you, you have to picture that the grape was, was grown in a, in a particular climate mm. and that would have an effect on the... The quality of the wine. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we're going to find it's out Three right different now. lots of grapes there, probably from three different vineyards. We're going to find out. Todd's probably thinking, I thought I came here to talk about <laughs> talk about drifting. We're going to talk about drifting tonight, Todd, so I hope you're, you're prepared. Oh. Yeah, uh, did you see Mitch? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Mitch is in... Uh... Maybe we should talk about it now while we're cracking yeah, yeah, open yeah. this yeah. bottle, because I think that's awesome, really cool. Mitch, who was on episode 48 or 49 of the Talking Power podcast... We had him on before the Department of Drift did. Yeah. <laughs> Which upsets. <laughs> no, a big shout out to the Department of Drift, by the way, um, for 
um, Jared J Mac and DJ. If you're listening to us, tune in to those guys as well. And of course, the guys at Podfilter, tune in to them. They'll be having a special podcast coming up where there's quiz night, actually, that Todd and I went to. Todd absolutely blitzed the drift section <laughs> and the JDM section and just about all the sections, actually. So, so is, it, is J-Mac, is it true? I heard J-Mac's going to uh, start a new podcast. I, I, no, I don't know. No, Department of Radio? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's left that for us. He's left that, <laughs> he's left that for us. So cheers, guys. To, to Mitch, anyway, all the best, to Mitch. Mitch. Yes. To Mitch, Good all job the best. In the USA. Yep. Yeah, when you cheers, you actually hit glasses. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Bit of authenticity there going on. Mm. So tell us about Mitch's adventures in the US. So, so Mitch is, oh, I'll just fill you in with the details and then Todd can probably go over it a little bit more. This weekend, the 5th and 6th of April, that's Friday and Saturday actually, but it's not See, in the notes he, unfortunately. He, yeah, he yeah. does this every episode. No, because <laughs> every episode. Sorry Mitch, I am prepared. It doesn't seem like it, does it? Whoops. Anyway. And this is what I do when he does it. <laughs> You can see we have a bit of jest here, Todd. <laughs> yes. Hey, um, yeah, so Formula Drift, Long Beach, California. That's the pro championship. It's round one, 5th and 6th of April. He is driving the Gets, Get Nuts Lab S14 of Forrest Wang. It's one of his cars. Do you know Forrest at all? I've heard the name. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've, I checked it out yep. today. Looks like an awesome piece of machinery. Yeah, yep. it's pretty serious. He's going to have a lot of fun with that. So tell me, I don't know myself, and and if you don't know, I don't I don't blame you. But the question without notice: the Long Beach where they're racing is that part of the old Long Beach circuit? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's been around a long time. That circuit. And they do use part of the infield and I believe part of the bank, depending yeah. on what they're doing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So look, hats off to Mitch. Um, it's great what he's doing. Incredible. Um, Absolutely yep. incredible. Some of the names there, I don't know a lot about drifting, as you know, but some of the names that he's competing against, I mean, even some of the names even I knew, uh, Von Gitten, what was his name, Von Gitten Jr.? Was it- yeah, Von Gitten, yeah, I can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's one of them. <laughs> and I've heard meant him- to be the resident drift expert. You I should can't be able- pronounce it, I don't want to pronounce it right, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you can pronounce it wrong, it's fine, we're Australian, <laughs> yeah, okay. just tell them it's the accent. <laughs> Get away with it. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a number of drivers there. I'm just looking at them all, and there's some very talented drivers here. And as I said, yeah, Vaughan Gittin Jr. I do I, I said that correctly. Um, so good luck to Mitch. We wish him the best. Uh, I know he's over there with his father as well. Um, and we'll obviously do a follow up in a couple of weeks' time when we get together just to see how he went. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. I'll start with the elephant in the room, Formula One. I don't want to. I don't. I didn't want to talk about Formula One to be honest. Why? I was terrible. I've never been so disappointed with a race like last night. So I went to bed angry. I didn't even watch the trophy presentation. I spat it. So Charles Leclerc um, had an engine failure with ten laps to go. Um, the car managed to get home. Fortunately, with Daniel Ricardo and um, Daniel Ricardo. Did you hear his comments? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what happened there. So it obviously earthed out, and I'm not quite sure. He didn't but, want to get electrocuted. 
Yeah, yeah, some sort of electrical issue. Now, so. now remind me, I need to talk <laughs> about Bill Shorten's policy on electric cars. Yeah, we need to discuss this. This we do. This I heard it. I it's actually important. heard it. You, you, we spoke about it on the phone today, and then it followed up. Bill Shorten, that, that's supposed to be, you know, the the man that's going to bring all the jobs in. Yeah, three million cars by thirty thirty. He's going to put three million people out of work. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Anyway, we'll start with the start. I mean, the, the, the Ferraris led the way in qualifying, and Charles Leclerc, he broke the lap record on his last run of Q3. To, he already had pole, and then he went out and smashed the lap record and got... Very, very reminiscent of Peter Brock. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. so. And Sebastian Vettel, he only had one sort of run-up in Q3. Can, uh, can you imagine people in the, in the paddock? Peter who? Yeah, no, <laughs> they probably think of the other Peter Brock in the US. The oh, guy, the, 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 guy the, the Nissan, the Nissan guy, the Datsun. The Datsun the, guy. Yeah, no, he's the, the guy build. that designed the Shelby Coupe. Yeah, but he also did the. He worked with the Nissan as well. The oh, Nissan, really, he was uh, still alive then. He's still alive now. Really? Yeah, yeah. He built five tens. Yeah, five tens. The Trans Am series. Wow, and that's crazy. So, how old was he when he did the the Shelby Coupe? Uh, I don't know, Must but he's yeah, like still a alive now. Late twenties. I actually watched a documentary on the other day. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. pretty talented guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's still like quite people active. listening at it again to be going, "What the?" <laughs> They're thinking of the XC Cobra, <laughs> yeah, not the XC Cobra, the nineteen sixty five Shelby Cobra. Yeah. But he also did the um, the two eighty SX as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And even the three hundred ZX. I think that was still... that. His main thing was the yeah, five ten. So was yeah. he was he involved with uh, Electrum Electromotive? Not sure on that one. Because no. they were the main Nissan guys in the US that yeah. used, used to race them. The two eighty ZX thing that I yeah. used to race one myself. Yeah. Um, they had a, a significant advantage with the centre of gravity of the car. And I noticed there's some notes there about the... Oh, I can't wait for you to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, the thing is, right, what they did... So the, the Nissan L28 engine, yep. where people definitely are going to be tuning out, <laughs> zoning out right now. How do we get to Formula 1 to this? But anyway, it's it's built on a slight angle, yep. right? And what they did was they laid it over flat, mm. ran a dry sump system so that you know they wouldn't have any oiling issues with it. Um, and that lowered the centre of gravity significantly and made the car uh, a lot more competitive. And plus, they had their own EFI system that, that they developed, the Electra. Electra oh, I can't remember if it was Electromotive or Electromotion. Or, but it's still, the, the company's still going to this yeah, day. Yep. The Puerto Ricans uh, use it a lot in their um, import race yeah. cars and, yep. and their ignition system. Mm. So, yeah, interesting bit of nostalgia there. But. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. he was part of the Bob Sharp team as well. I think he worked for Bob Sharp. Yeah, I mean, because Bob Sharp was campaigning the factory Nissan. Well, they, they called it Nissan. I guess they were Datsuns back then. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they would have been yeah Datsuns. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we digress. Yes. So, um, yeah. Anyway, he led the way in qualifying. That's Leclerc. Got a good race start. Vettel got the better of him at the start. Anyway, Leclerc rounded him up by five, lap five, I think it was. And uh, showed a clean set of heels. Um, Hamilton, obviously, um, Mercedes were on to that, so they tried to perform the undercut. They sent Vettel in two laps later. The undercut actually worked for Mercedes because Hamilton came out in front. So, unfortunately, Vettel had to get that spot back, and he did that successfully. Later in the race, however, Mercedes did it again with Hamilton, 
And the next time, when he came back out in front of Vettel, Vettel tried to pass him. Uh, don't know what he did. He went around. Hamilton had his measure, went around the outside, and Vettel spun of his own accord. Unfortunately, um, out of well, you, you know, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that because, you know, if if there's marbles out on the outside edge of the track and you use that line, no, nah, Hamilton was on the outside. If anything, Vettel had on the inside. inside. Yeah. You know, you know. can't you can't just say that he's spun of his, his own accord. Well, he wasn't touched. But what I'm trying to say was he wasn't touched by Ham. Yeah. There was you no contact. Know. You don't know. I think you've been a bit harsh on Vettel. <laughs> you've been a bit harsh. I, I probably am. I'm you frust- just, I was frustrated. frustrated yeah. I was. I was really frustrated. Mercedes is running away with the championship yeah, again. already. And Toto Wolf, he had the last laugh. My mate rang me up today and said, you know, Toto, you were bagging Toto the other day. <laughs> he had the last laugh again. So, look, um, really, the sad thing was that Ricardo and Hulkenberg out literally at the same time, literally within two seconds of each other. Hulkenberg blows an engine, and Ricardo has this electrical fault. Literally, mm. I, I just can't fathom that. Is there something not... Did, did, did Renault pull the pin on it? I'm starting to think that the engine blew up in Hulkenberg's car, and Renault pulled the pin on Daniel save an engine and call it an electrical fault well in the old days when the clevelands used to throw number seven or number eight mm-hmm. <laughs> used to short out the starter motor and they'd say that that was an electrical fault yeah no <laughs> i'm just 202s, thinking 202s used to push out number one i'm just knock, thinking not the alternator off the block <laughs> electrical fault P- perhaps <laughs> perhaps um i don't know i just think it's amazing that the two cars went out literally at the same time that fortunately brought out the yellow, the, the safety car, and out of that, Leclerc was able to hold on to third spot. Otherwise, he would have got swallowed up by Verstappen for sure. So how, how many years is he uh, locked in for? Leclerc? No, no. Oh, Daniel, two. Two, two years. Two, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to make his 40 million. He'll be right. Yeah. It's 49 a year. 49 per year. I thought it was year. 20. No, nah, 49 per year. 49 million 49 per year. year. Yep. Gee. Monaco, tax-free haven. Let's just move along. $49 million. He's actually so, the richest Australian sports person at the moment. $98 million yep. for two seasons. Yep. I, 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 it's not often I'm speechless, but there you go. <laughs> there you yeah. go. 49 per year. So good luck to Daniel. I hope things turn around with the Renault. I can't, I, you know, already the memes are out. Have you seen them? Ren, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys. They're already out there. So, look, Hamilton and Bottas, they got the first and second. So, that's the one, certainly the one that got away from us, no doubt. It's a good drop, this, Todd. Mm. Good drop. It's not bad, is it? Wine's very well. smooth. Very, very smooth. I'm very impressed. I don't normally drink wine, Todd, but here you go. So, nothing better to do on a Monday night. It's good. Now, now there's two of us that can be a bad influence on him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, so, motor- where does this leave the championship, Nick? Yeah, so um, Bottas is still leaving, leading um, by virtue of his extra point that he scored. And um, So did anyone get the... Yeah, Leclerc got it. Leclerc got it. Yeah, yes. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, he got the fastest lap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's good news there. But, you know... Peter it's still, Leclerc. <laughs> it's still early days. It's still early days. Don't panic, Ferrari faithful. And I shouldn't be talking like this anyway. I should be open in this, in this role. I should be open to Mercedes. I do... I love Mercedes-Benz. Okay, so don't get me wrong. Do you think anyone loves Hamilton? No, I think it's the Hamilton reason. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah. sort of... I love Mercedes-Benz. I love them. So, anyway. 
MotoGP, what an exciting race that was. I mean, it, it, when it, when is it not an exciting race? Well, Marquez did leave, get away with it, but behind Marquez, there was a lot happening. We had Dovi and Rossi dicing for the lead right up until the not the lead second spot right up until the last corner, and that was that was pretty awesome. I must yeah. say, yeah, I must say, turn seven, yeah. last lap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dovi was not happy, Nick. He was not happy. No, probably not, because that's one of his moves, really. He's had his move put on him. Well, not really. He I is. think that, Do- that Dovi does it to uh, Marquez mm. when they've been, you know, in a in a dice, and and he usually doesn't make a move. He just lets Marquez make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Marquez has got a, a cooler head this season. Mm. And from you know, from what I've read and seen of the interviews, Dovi is saying that the the uh, rear tire life on the Ducati is um, not that good. Yep. So he has to lead from the front. Mm. He can't you know do what Rossi does or yep. what Rossi did in this particular race. The great thing about this race was it was Rossi saying that he felt young again, basically in a nutshell. Yeah. He felt like he rode like when he when he started racing. And that's great. Great to hear mm. um, that enthusiasm in his voice again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, ultimately, you either Marquez is just a freak, and and you know he's rightfully the the new Rossi, um, or that bike, you know, is something special. But in saying that, the other guys on the Hondas didn't really do anything. No. no you know. No. The big disappointment for me was George. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. I, I expected to see big tussles this season mm. between Jorge Lorenzo and, and Marquez, and, and I'm not getting that. Yeah. I'm just not getting that. No, it hasn't materialised yet. That that sort of um, the running of those two guys. Uh, what did you think of Carl Crutchlow? I don't know if you saw it. The jump start. I've watched that. Todd and I were watching it before. <sighs> There's not a lot in that. If it was there, then it was there. You know, you know? I, look. It, it is what it is. Mm. I don't know that he should have reacted the way he did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I he know. jumped the start. He jumped the start. Yeah, don't it, look, look at me like no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I can't from the video. I can't tell. But if it was there, then it was there. That's it. You know. He no, jumped the start. Yeah. There's no ifs or buts about it. Yeah. He jumped the start. His argument was that it wasn't that much of a jump. Maybe they need to change the rules yeah. to suggest that you know if there was no advantage then. You know, but you know what? What what makes me sick with all sports now is how these rules get manipulated and bent and mm. tweaked. And it's like, you know, these rules have been around for sixty years. Just yeah. leave them alone. Yeah. If yeah, you jump to start, you jump to start. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, I was disappointed that he made that point of saying that if it was Rossi or Marquez that. You know, not, they, he wouldn't have been penalised. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a good look after. And after and the, the race, thing is, we've it? seen Rossi cop it a few times. Yeah, you know, like yep. the, the the incident with um, Marquez. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think that the difference between Carl Cutchlow and Rossi is that Rossi could start mm. from the pits and then somehow manage to get into third spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. And that that is the. Um, I think that that's the reality of it. Mm. He should really, you know, he's on a good team. Yep. He's got a good bike and he can ride. Um, but he he just doesn't seem to, all those other guys kind of, they're, they're all right, you know. They're, I mean, they're better than I am. But mm. um, when it comes to the Marquezes and, and the Rossies, um, 
you know they're kind of they're not there yeah you can't yeah. blame the machinery it's it's them mm. i don't know what it is with rossi i've seen that guy do some things where you just go how the hell yeah how can you start at like 16th mm. and end up in third or fourth spot yeah that's incredible yeah you know yeah. anyway um so that puts marquez in a pretty good spot in the start of the championship already yeah. so um, some of the results there. Dovey's not that far behind. No, 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 no. It's it's all it's all. Look, it's there's still a, early days. Yeah, there's well. only going to be a couple of points between Vitioso and yeah. and uh, Marquez. Yep. yep. So it, it's going to come down. Uh, look, this has been the same song for the last few years now. It's tire management. Mm. Um, who can get their tire strategy right? And it seems like all these guys are riding at about during the race at about 85 to 90 percent of of the bike's potential yep. to try and conserve the tire and then it's kind of like a jockey on a horse you know they've got to decide when they're going to make their run mm. so they're trying to put themselves in a good position yep and then go from there and marquez seems to get himself in the right place on the track yeah and when he when he puts it together like that he makes the rest of them look stupid because he ends up with a 10-second gap or whatever, mm. which ultimately is not really that good to watch. Mm. And and it's probably not too good for Repsol Honda because you find that most of the focus becomes on, on the guys in second, third, and fourth yeah. that, are, that are having a great battle, you know. Mm. So, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's going to be tyre conservation. I think that if there's uh, some massive technological leap in tyre technology... Or if we run at tracks that are cooler, because mm. remember these first two tracks have been pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so when we run on cooler tracks, or if there is some tire technology that comes out to make these tires last a bit longer, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But mm. like I said, the big disappointment for me, you know, the other guys kind of ended up where you would expect them to be, rims and so on and so forth, um, is uh, Jorge Lorenzo. Yeah, I'm really, I really wanted to see this great battle. We were promised a, a great battle. Jorge, when did he finish, actually, in the end? Wow. 12th. Yeah. You yeah. know, did, did he just score this contract and now he's in holiday mode? I don't know. It seems that way. It does, does appear he, that way. You know, it felt that it? way with Ducati. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they need to adjust his seat mm. or his fuel tank. Yeah, the fuel tank. <laughs> <laughs> seat, fuel tank, pegs, something. <laughs> Motor. Yeah. Motor. <laughs> Someone that doesn't need their motor adjusting, Kelly Betts. She has become the fastest female in a adored car in Australia. She ran a 580 versus 7 and a 1, 249 mile an hour. The Jamboree on the weekend. Now, I don't have much details on the Jamboree. It's a little bit slow. We didn't have anyone there, but amazing run from Kelly Betts. Um, also, the... Rod Harvey in the Factory Extreme knocked it out of the park. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? 581 yeah. at 253 mile an hour. We had so many people battling to be the, the first five, and generally when that happens, it's like a 599 or something mm. like that. So to go 581, yeah. that's knocking it out of the park. It's crazy. Now, Porter was the quickest prior to this with a 601, I believe. I think so, yeah. 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 Also, uh, honourable mention to Steve uh, Barnett, who is running a new Australian record, 13B record, 670 at 213 mile an hour. Crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I think the event was plagued with a bit of, it was very strong wind, actually. Um, 
Rod Harvey posted a video on Facebook of the strong wind, and it was certainly messing about. I think it put a bit of a delay in events in proceedings as yeah, well. Yeah, I think there was some rain in the morning too. Mm, yeah, yeah, on Saturday morning there was some rain there. Yep, yep. Uh, also, the, the, um, I spoke to Dom yep. earlier today, and he said that um, they pulled out because they were start, uh, struggling through mid-track. Mm. The car was getting very loose, and um, Nelson didn't feel comfortable, so... They just decided, you know what, rather than bin it. Um, yeah. So I'd say the track conditions weren't really that great. No. So when you consider that to run those numbers from Kelly and, and from uh, mm. Rod, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. And also the um, the XR6 Turbo of um, ROPSS, um, 796 at 184 mile an hour. That was incredible, that car. It's very, looks very, I don't know how factory it is. It looks very factory from the outside, that's for sure. Um, Stock bottom end, Nick. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Stock bottom end. <laughs> Aren't they all now? <laughs> I've got a stock bottom end in the BA. It's uh, Brad Anderson's yeah, stock Brad, bottom end. Yeah, out of the stock. Yeah. Brad Anderson's stock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to things Brad Anderson. Sweet 16 has been run and won as well. Oh, thank God. Thank God for Kevin uh, Rivenbark and also Daniel Farris for running those uh, 50s because I would have looked like a deal, I reckon, because I said that it was just a formality. <laughs> and for those two guys, it was. So um, Kevin Rivenbark, he was the first. He went um, He went to 3582. Uh, that was earlier in qualifying. Not to be outdone, Daniel Farris went 3.578 right so they're the first two guys to run 50s in radial well on radials now, now did fiscus run a 50 as well no i don't believe so no nah, they were the only two guys okay. that went 50s we can find out for you actually. I, I just i thought uh grano rourke posted something up well grano rourke was crewing for Farris. Oh, that yeah. must be whose car yeah, it was. Yeah, but I think yeah. it... So they were the only two guys that ran 50s. So, and he is now officially the world record holder. That's correct. If yep. you see how much separation that car has, mm. like, I don't know how long his shocks are, but yep. they must be old man emus. <laughs> I swear to God, like, the car looks like a four-wheel driver's is going down the track. But it looks like a growing trend in radial versus the world. I, I noticed that I with think a you lot need of to try cars. and get the diff, you know planted yep um and maybe the fact that they've got that much separation is shortening the wheelbase <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know i don't um, know it seemed to be a lot of cars in radial versus the world have have seemed to the back ends have come up and as they're going down the track it's, it's notable it's even notable. on the dyno zap showed me some footage of a um twin turbo car on a dyno mm. and you can see the whole car just lift yeah you know it's yeah yeah, no. It, it must be how they get the tyres planted. Yeah. But yep. um, see, the, the thing is, though, with that type of suspension setup, you need to get the tyre to hook up for the suspension to do that. Mm. So there needs to be, you know, a lot of glue down on the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was interesting was nitrous. It was the, the return of the nitrous cars as well. We should make a mention about the nitrous cars because um, Marcus Burt, he broke the nitrous record in his Corvette. Um he went 3604 to the heart well to to the to the eighth mile at 204 mile an hour and to be fair the nitrous car was in the final as well against 
against Kevin uh, Rivenbach. So, yeah, which is a pro-charge car, yeah? Yeah, Kevin's is a pro-charge so, car. So and we, we've the seen The final this, was a pro-charger. Yeah, against a nitrous against car. Against a nitrous car. Norman Bryson. With, with the pro-charger winning. Mm, that's correct. Incredible. Yeah. So we've seen a bit of an evolution happening there, in, in um, especially with nitrous, with the nitrous cars. Um, so if we, we to have see. to go right back to the um, Stevie Fast yes. uh, pro-charger days. Yeah. Although the um, Drag Zine mm-hmm. Corvette, I believe they, they got into the finals or top qualified at an event. Yeah, okay. Um, in the early days, and that's a pro-charge Hemi yeah, as well. Yeah, I believe this would be a pro-charge Hemi. I think Kevin's is a. I should check that. I thought it was a PLR. Yeah. Oh, that, that's you reckon a it's Hemi. a four eighty one X or a, yeah. or a Hemi? You reckon it's four eighty one X? I thought it was. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's using any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hemi the world, Nick. Hemi the world. Wait till you see a drift car with a Hemi in it. It's going to happen. Oh, it's a, it's a, again, formality. <laughs> it's a formality. <laughs> Ken Block will do it. Be a four-wheel drive drift car with a Hemi. Quad turbo. <laughs> the transmission will cost more than this suburb. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he's got to do sell a few shoes. It's all right. He doesn't sell shoes anymore. Doesn't he? No. I gave it up long ago. Did he? That's when he made his money. He went rallying. And then uh, some other bits and pieces. And now... I don't think he made any money from rallying. I don't think he actually finished a rally, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think he tried rally cross. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That... He pretty much invented rally cross. <laughs> Even that didn't go so well towards the he end. He called it Jim Carner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is a, a 548 PLR. With the Pro Charger. Yeah, what's... They do both. They do Hemi and oh, well, 481X. Oh, doesn't say. doesn't say. It's got to be a Hemi, surely. Yeah. Surely. And it's got a Mark Mickey transmission in it. Funnily enough, Mark went out in the first round. That wasn't First funny. round. It's not well, funny for him, it wouldn't have been funny for him, no. no. Whoever he was racing, winner, whoever um, he was racing was having a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone out in the first round. Also, a notable mention in X two seven five, they had eighty two cars turn up. Mate, notable mention four twenties. Yeah, that's just out 420s. of control. Four twenties out of control now, isn't it? Four twenties. You know, only a couple of years ago, that's maybe six thirties. Four years ago, six thirties, Nick. Four twenty was enough to win radial versus the world. Oh, easily, easily. <laughs> now you got to do it in two seven five double. Now, now um, <laughs> the the Bruder brothers. Uh, yeah, their Fox body mustache. Yeah, they they were there, but um, uh, oh, they took the win. Rich yeah, they took did. The, they yeah, took the right, win. Yeah. Uh, so Rob Goss w- top qualified. Whoops. Sorry, uh, Rich. Yeah, had, <laughs> Rich Rich had the was the top qualifying spot only for one ra- for one round of qualifying. Then Rob Goss took the top top spot from him, but um, Rich was able to get the win in the end. So yeah, Rich has got an eight seventy one combo. Yeah, yeah, that supercharger I believe is worth about the same as his house. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, what I was going to say is, do we know what Rob Goss, what his combo was? Anyway, while you're looking at that, yeah, you just continue on. The V eight supercars. Are they, oh, are they called the V8 Supercars again yet, or...? No, just the Supercars. Just Supercars. Supercars yep. Australia. Yeah. Supercars Australia, as go. opposed to Supercars Venezuela. <laughs> 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 right. 
supercars Istanbul. Is there even an Istanbul anymore? Does that even exist? <laughs> well, it's got Constantinople, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Goss runs a 2009 Dodge Challenger. Oh, yes. I know which car that is. Mm. It's yep. got a late model Hemi in it, I believe. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah no, it's Gen turbo three car. Hemi, Hemi, yeah. Yep. I, I think it's a turbo car. I'm pretty sure it's a turbo car. Gen 3 Hemi. That's what it's called. <laughs> Gen 3 Hemi. You know how many guys are going to think that's an LS with with Hemi heads? Because <laughs> you could buy them at one stage. Um, Arias Jr. was making them. Yeah, okay. It doesn't, doesn't disclose what what his form was. Yeah, I think it's turbocharged. I'm pretty sure. No, Procharger as oh, well. Oh, Procharged. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Procharger. Procharges to the front. Looks like they're doing some good work over there at Procharger. They're obviously making they? some boost. Yeah. yeah. The Mustang. Yeah. Now, I, not that I smell a rat, but I smell a rat. <laughs> so the centre of gravity has to be changed on these cars. But it's been, now they're saying, well, it's not just the Mustang, the Commodore needs to be changed as well. So, so to the, be competitive, the only car they're not changing is the, is the Maxima. The Nissan Altima. Altima. Yeah. Yeah. Altima. Now, two things about the Altima. Great car. It's going to be out soon. But it? It, they're not bringing it into Australia anymore. Yep. And the Kelly brothers aren't racing it next year. Yep. Yeah. So, 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 but it wasn't there. Oh, no, it was the Volvo that there was a legal stash. Yeah, 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 the Volvo. Yeah. yeah. So, not racing it anymore. Now, that, does, that doesn't mean someone else isn't going to race it, but why would they race a car that we don't even bring into Australia anymore? That Nissan, that Nissan, Nissan have pulled out of supercars as well. So, yeah. we're making, we're changing the centre of gravity in the Mustang and the Commodore to appease the Nissan teams. Yep. I don't know, I smell a rat here. This sounds like, oh yeah, we're doing it to the Commodores as well. <laughs> Insert inver- uh, inserted commas here. The, the, I can tell you now, this is to slow the Mustang down. No doubt about it. Yeah. Nick, that Mustang is one of the ugliest cars I've ever laid my eyes on. Yeah, no, I agree oh, as well. It's, it's, it's The wing is all, that wide yeah. that when they move them, they have to get special permits. <laughs> but you can't tell me they're having to change the centre of gravity. I've never known a class... If we're on a minimum weight... If we're on a minimum weight... Why should the sanctioning body of the motorsport change where the center of gravity is? We're on a minimum weight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through something with you. Like, I don't know anything about the Nissans, right? Mm. But the, um, the uh, ZB Fairlane Commodore, yeah, and and the <laughs> um, and the Mustang, um, both those cars are basically tube frame cars. Hmm. There yeah. ain't no factory componentry no. anywhere. Agreed. Yep. Body panels, nothing. Right, the Nissan. How much original componentry has it got? Apparently, it does have more than okay, the other so, two. So, something that I have learnt from running my car. Yep. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the BA is one of the few steel-bodied um, door slammers around. It's probably the only one, isn't it? I'd say it is one hundred percent the only one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But... So that steel roof skin mm. raises the centre of gravity quite a lot. Yep. Now, cornering-wise, that's probably going to give him a, 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 you know, a bit of a headache, um, having that weight up so up, high. Yeah, no doubt. But, and I don't know whether, is it Tiger still that, that controls this? 
No, the the Tiger did not. That acronym doesn't exist. It doesn't anymore. exist anymore. Whoever it is, yeah. yeah, whoever it is. I don't know if they realise that when you raise the centre of gravity, it improves the traction and the braking. Hmm. So this is. But why should the governing body have control over the centre of gravity? Well, that should parity. No, parity. but it should. If you're on minimum weight, where you distribute that weight should be up to the to the team. It should. Yeah, be but up those to two the... cars are a lot lighter with the ballast out than the Nissan. Hmm. They're a lot lighter. Yep. So they have to run a lot more ballast to get to weight, which then means that they can lower the centre of gravity considerably. Yeah, I know, but that should be incumbent on the, the teams, not not the governing body of yeah, the sport. You, you know, if you've got a steel roof, mm. you've got a steel roof. You yeah, yeah, I know. It's up there. But then make it composite. Oh, that's not my problem. That's not that's not that's not Dick Johnson and, and Penske's problem either. Yeah. And, and we're doing this to support a, a, six cars that are not going to be there next year. Yeah. So this is not right. Something not right here. You smell a rat. Oh, yeah. It's to slow... <laughs> no, the rat I smell is to slow the Mustangs down. But, oh, yeah, we're doing it to the Commodores as yeah, well. Yeah, are you Please. getting the theme here, Todd? No, no. The I've... Ferrari, <laughs> it's Falcon, or Ford. No, but this is not right. This is not... Uh, if the cars are on minimum weight, they're built to minimum weight, I, it, it's incumbent on the teams to decide where the centre of gravity is. It's for safety, Nick. No, come on. <laughs> no, it's a bit backwards. I uh, had a good read about it before I came over, and my theory was centre of gravity, okay, but put the ballast elsewhere. And as it is, the ZB and the Mustang gets different weight penalties. Like, really, the Mustang has been bridled almost, and the ZB is getting a bit of a slap oh, on God, the wrist. Another Ford fan. God. Well, not entirely, but... <laughs> And then, yeah, and I just saw a Kelly name involved in that and went, oh, okay. Yeah, look, I mean, I I'm not I'm not accusing the Kellys of having something to do with this. You I'm are. Not, I, no, no, not, <laughs> not at all. I don't understand why we are changing Is to suits in motorsport then? six cars <laughs> that no will not are no longer supported by Nissan. Nissan's no longer supporting the category. Well, what about their sponsors? Don't you want to keep their sponsors? Then they've had he plenty of time. Yeah, no, <laughs> they've had plenty of time to sort this out in the Ultima. This is not an Ultima thing. I'm sorry. This is the slow one particular car down, but hey, we'll say it's the Commodore as well. Nick, the whole formula <laughs> is flawed. Yeah, you, you, well, this proves it, your. I've it, always it's completely <laughs> flawed no. because there is nothing on those cars that has anything to do with the production cars. So they might as well put. 1967 Mustang bodies on them and 1967 Camaro bodies on them as far as I'm concerned it'd be more fun to watch look whenever you say that I think that's a bit cynical but you know when I see when I read stuff like this and I hear stuff like this I can't help but think that. it's just the most boring form of motorsport that I've ever seen yeah you know the, the tracks aren't wide enough now the Mustang's about two and a half cars wide <laughs> the wings about three cars wide no one can overtake it anyway look i'm not if the guys you know what they need to do they need to get mitch to drive him yeah because then he yeah. can take the whole corner up and that's it you start from the lead yeah finish anyway i i don't i when i read this i two and two does not make four two and two does not make four anyway that's for better people to talk about than myself i i, I don't know i i think that what you know that they've invested so much money in yeah. this deal and it's never going to change those teams are established teams they've mm. got established sponsors they've got you know great relationships with their sponsors and yeah. corporate boxes and blah 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 
Um, what is going to change him is this election. Mm. This election is going to have a dramatic impact on the Supercars Australia. Um, Bill Shorten has announced today that by 2030, which is 10 years, 11 years, let's call it, that more than 50% of yeah. the cars sold will have to be zero emission. Mm. In other words, full electric, so Tesla-style vehicles. Yep. Now, I don't know whether Bill, who's all for jobs, realises the impact that he's going to have on the automotive industry in this country if, mm. if he gets elected and if he manages to bring this in. I've heard estimates of 30,000 job losses if we went to full electric and I don't know how they come up with this. So I just want everyone that, that listens to the show to have a bit of a think about this. I know we've spoken about this before. We have, but, yeah. but there will be no service stations, right? Because if there's a diminishing amount of vehicles buying fuel, they're going to shut them down. Hmm. It's as simple as that, right? And eventually there'll be none. So all those people that work at service stations will be unemployed, hmm. okay? There will be no more exhaust shops mm-hmm. because you don't need an exhaust on a electric vehicle there will be no more mechanical workshops mm-hmm. because they will they will introduce laws because these are high voltage etc etc that only the dealers will be able to work on them yep you'll need to get some sort of ridiculous license mm. like, like i don't know if you, you guys are aware now you have to have a license to work on vehicles yep and it's you know 1800 bucks or something uh, every two years mm. And you've got to prove this and prove that and blah, blah, blah. And it's a pain in the ass every time they come and order you and, you know, do all the crap. Well, it'll just get worse for these types of vehicles. And these things are genuinely dangerous. I mean, you've got 300 volts. Yeah. You're going to kill someone pretty easily, you know. And I can, I can just imagine that, you know, the apprentice dropping the spanner across the two battery terminals yeah. and blowing the workshop to bits. There will be no more radiator shops. Mm. There will be no more uh, transmission shops. Um, it's it's going to change the 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 world, mm. let alone you know Australia. Currently, we pay a large percentage of tax in our fuel, and that goes to maintain the roads. Yep. Where the hell is the government going to get the money to maintain yeah. the roads? Yeah, right. And to top it off, Bill the Dill has come up with this strategy where farming and mining will be exempt mm. of this zero emissions now. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it where 30, 60, 90,000 litres of fuel delivered to mine sites daily getting mm. burnt up by those those dump trucks. And those dump trucks don't have catalytic converters. They mm. are very high on a particulate scale in their emissions. And Bill seems to think that that's, that's not the problem. The mum and dad grocery ghetto is the problem. Mm. You know, Bill, you're a deal. All right, that's that's the 2019 slogan. As much as I think ScoMo is another idiot, yep. Um, this 2030 strategy, it, it it hasn't been thought through. There's no compensation for the people that are in the auto industry, and guaranteed, if this goes ahead, well, what are you going to do with the V8 supercars? Mm. Surely you're not going to let them race. Yeah. Surely you're not going to allow drag racing. You're going to mm. have to get rid of all motorsports, force them all to go to electric. Mm. Now. You know, is that what we're going to see? Is Melbourne going to be Formula E? Yeah. Is that going to sell? People going to go watch? 
Well, Formula E brings its own excitement, but that's not the answer to this question that you're asking. So, I, I, oh yeah, but where does it end? Yeah, no, you no, I'm you saying can't, I, you can't have a policy yeah. for zero emissions and mm. then go, oh no, it's all right, we'll, we'll allow Formula One to come. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he's thought that through. I don't think he's thought any of it through. Yeah. I think what yeah. he's trying to do is get the green vote, right? And and you know, the the green vote is not necessarily a good vote to get because the Greens don't really have any policies. They mm. kind of make them up ad hoc. They find a minority group and go, let's support them, we'll get their votes. Yeah, I watched it happen in Maylands and, you know, they've got a big chunk of Maylands now and I'm not going to go into what demographic they, they have gone after because I'm scared we may, may lose our mainstream media gig <laughs> over it. <laughs> Once we've secured that, then I'll go into it with <laughs> some more depth. But no, seriously, um, they tend to make up their policies to try and uh, attract the what I would like to call the noisy minority. Yeah. Right? Now, that isn't good policy. What you should be... You know, we've forgotten this phrase... For the better good. Mm. People died at war for the better good. Right? We've forgotten it. It's like tonight they, they had this thing on TV about chivalry. Is chivalry dead? Yeah. And there was a guy, and I'm not going to suggest which demographic this guy came from, but he said that men shouldn't open doors for women because women are out there kicking down their own doors. Mm. But 80% of the population think that the courtesy in opening a door or paying for a meal on a date or, or a coffee, um, it, it's it's a good thing. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah, certainly. Yep. You know, yep. giving up your seat on a bus. Mm. And that's the problem. It's that 20% of idiots yep. that really end up having the last say. Oh, and, you know, you shouldn't open the door. You know, that's sexist. No, no it's not. It's courtesy, mm. you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And this, this is the same thing. This, this policy, zero emissions, I'm all for... Uh, you know, doing the right thing by the climate. And you know that I'm an, a big advocate of electric cars. Yeah. But what Bill needs to do is he needs to come up with a plan mm. so that those people that are going to lose their jobs don't end up on a dole. He needs to think about retraining and he needs to think about local manufacturing. Mm. That is what he really needs to do. He, If he's serious about this, what he needs to do is say, by 2030, I want half the cars to be electric and built in Australia. Mm. Yeah. Right. And force them. Put tariffs on these cars. Put massive tariffs on them. Mm. Make Ford. Make GM. Make Kia. Make Hyundai. Make Honda, Toyota, Nissan. Make and build cars in this country. Yeah. Force them to do it. Give some of our Australian citizens jobs mm. instead of taking them away. And his policy is going to do nothing but that. And I can't believe the unions haven't said anything about mm. it. I mean, Labor is traditionally supported by the unions. Yeah. Are they are they sitting back going, oh, yeah, no, it's not really going to affect... It's going to affect a lot of people. Oh, I, yeah. I reckon 3 million people yeah. is my estimate, mm. and I'm probably underestimating. The other thing I have concerns is with, is the infrastructure as well. Can, was there any word on the infrastructure nah. he's going to put behind nah. it? No. Nah. No, nah. so, so right you- now... I can think of one charging station that's in Leadable. Yeah. Yeah, but we need to go to the next step because if you're talking about half the cars being electric in, in 10 years, that's what it is in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charging stations need to be here in my garage and next door and the house next door. Or mm. half the houses in theory in now, the street. Now, this is the other thing, right? 
how were we going to make the electricity to charge these cars? Yeah. We can't burn coal, mm. <laughs> right? We're not allowed to have solar panels now because it disrupts the network and mm. it's not profitable. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's been a lot of people complaining about their power bills going up. Mm-hmm. The charges have gone up. Yeah. yeah. Like the Synergy or Western Power or whatever they call themselves this week, <laughs> they, they have put out a press statement saying that um, it's because of higher usage. No, no, no. My yeah. wife, can, you know how you know she's yeah. very onto this sort of thing. And yeah, it's it, there's a there's a, a service charge that's gone up. Mm, yep, yep. Why? I mean, how can they get away with just blatantly lying no, to no. us? Yeah, that's no, crazy. It's ridiculous. Yep. Anyway. But yeah, I I can't see the infrastructure changing in eleven years. Certainly can't. No. Not not as I said. If you were talking half the cars, in theory, we're talking about. All right, not the so, half the so cars what, on the street. What you're saying is that basically Bill Shorten is talking shit. No, and, I didn't say trying, that. Trying to win votes. Through. Yeah. He's trying to win votes, and then when the time comes, the legislation will get lost in yeah. something lost in like every single prime yeah. minister we've had in the last thirty yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I I agree with you, Nick. This. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along. Can you give us a? You said in the Facebook post today you're going to give us a wrap. I know we wrapped up in the last podcast, episode fifty-three, but give us a. Not everyone might have heard that, so give us a quick wrap up of. Well, VA. I, I guess aside from running the first six in WA, mm. I think we we pretty much achieved. Well, yep. we did. We did achieve everything we mm. we wanted to. So we had the record by, I think, the fourth pass. Yep. Um, and and we had the mile an hour record. Um, on on the first full pass, my pocket's vibrating. Oh, that's all right. I'll call him back. Oh, actually, no, I'll put him on. Who's that? You need to disclose. Yeah, listen, Jono, we're, we're, we're recording. Oh, no, he's hung up. Huh. <laughs> Who's that, Jono? Yeah, I was going to say, we're recording the podcast. <laughs> Please use some... <laughs> a call back, Jono. PG language. Call back. Give us a call back. Um, yeah, so... so I think, um, well, obviously, the first meeting we weren't allowed to race. We had mm. to, I had to, not we. I had to relicense. Yep. Um, I'm still a bit bamboozled by that one, but it is what it is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the first first full pass on the car went 207 mile an hour. And I think prior to that, the Ostwalds had the record at 191, mm. somewhere yep. around there. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty straightforward. Um, and by the third pass which we did at the second meeting. Mm. Uh, Western Nationals. Yeah, we went 7.30, which was the ET record, and then later we went 7.0 and another 7.0 to back that up. And then the first radio meeting where we were actually allowed to run, mm. um, we qualified second. Yep. Um, if we had a qualified first, we would have raced Eddie in the first round, and that, that, that didn't, mm. didn't really want that to happen. I wanted him in the final. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um smoking mirrors todd yeah <laughs> smoking mirrors brother uh got the hosta gas on mazzatelli yeah so this is just for the stats um the ba will run 850 with a pedal using about three quarters of the first gear <laughs> it'll run 770 with a pedal using only top gear mm, yes <laughs> There's some great video footage of this as well, and I can concur that that's certainly the case. That that 850 was it was you were off it early, well early. before the shift line, yeah. And there was a, there was a good pedal in there as well, yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I, look, overall, I'm I'm really I'm stoked, and I couldn't be happier. The mm. crew was stoked yesterday. Yeah. We had a good laugh, and mm. we had our um, our uh, get together, end of season get together, because I I've got no intentions on running the mm. the last meeting. Um, but you know, there was so much that happened, so many great things. First side by side, two hundred mile an hour pass. First two hundred mile pa- an hour pass. You know. You know, you couldn't have asked for a better outcome for round six of, mm. of um, the the radial racing, the final round at the Motorplex. You had a supercharged Ford mm. up against a turbocharged Holden, both late model cars, Monaro versus uh, Barra. Mm. Um, probably two of the most iconic late model um, yeah. cars that that have been produced in Australia, um, and uh, very close. Very close race. I mean, yeah, it was a red light, but nonetheless, it was still a good side-by-side pass. Um, both cars a bit out of control uh, during the run and side-by-side 200-mile-an-hour pass. I think what you need to also mention as well is the fact that you and Ed go back not just five years, not 10 years, not 15 years, but 21 years as well. It's, you know, 98 or the mid to late 90s. We'll say 21 years just for them. Just for the sake of it, we, we actually go back to when Emiliano was racing the Green Tirana. Yeah, that's when Ed debuted his Tirana. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably ninety five or ninety four then. Probably ninety six. Yeah, so something you know, around there. Twenty seven. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Um, I couldn't have asked for you know like that. That meeting was just. Mm. It was awesome. The the crew had an awesome time. Ed's yep. crew had an awesome time. Uh, you know, it was real chilled back in our, our pit area. Mm. And, you know, you hear all, all, all the... Uh, about, oh, you know, door slammer, this, that and the other. But um, the reality is that those last couple of rounds, we put fuel in it and sent it. <laughs> Packed the chutes. Packed the chutes, put fuel in <laughs> it and sent it. So, you know... I mean that that impressed me. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I don't think there's any other door slammer uh, teams that have ever turned around, no. uh, turned a car around that fast. I think no. at one stage we had ten minutes. It was ten minutes. The yeah. last from the 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 final round robin round three to the final was literally ten minutes. Ed, 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 Ed was Ed was spewing because he's going. I can't believe that thing's ready to race. Yeah, <laughs> and they were still pulling putting ice in the in the. Um, uh, chiller box yeah uh, but but in fairness to the track the track as well they did allow us to run later in the finals yeah. than earlier so that was um one benefit oh know. yeah no look i mean you know i didn't get a chance to um to thank the the uh you know ray and and mm. the track um you know because j mac has that uh shotgun style of of commentary mm. where, yeah. where he's basically a teleprompter a walking talking Eating, breathing, teleprompter. Um, he, but, he did mention that he had to keep moving the microphone yeah, away yeah, from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was an awesome meeting. Yeah. I can't, I can't complain. Yeah. I, I think that the sad part is that we did so much in so few runs, mm. and what we saw at that round was arguably the best racing mm. that that you, you'd seen all season. Yeah. And you know, the miracle of it is, it was the only meeting this season in Outlaw Radio that Ed and I had entered mm. he hadn't entered any meetings prior to this, yeah. this season and neither had i I'd, mm. I'd entered but they didn't let me race they wanted me to relicense mm. so uh, to have that outcome 
you know the the amount of uh, stars that had to line up yeah. were just incredible. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm I'm thankful that um, like I wouldn't have cared whether I won or not, mm. but to race Eddie in the final, um, for us to both run over 200 mile an hour in the final, and and for us to have a good laugh during the course of the day, mm. it was just you know it was just an awesome event. Yeah, uh, it's just sad that. Um, because of whatever reason that that, that uh, it hasn't been promoted, so they've skipped round six altogether and gone to the Wednesday night. And um, you know, I spoke to Eddie about it today, and you know, he kind of he has a very um, uh, mature opinion about it. I'm not going to share it on <laughs> on the podcast, but. Um, you know, it is sad because I think that uh, if you want to see WA Radial Racing grow, um, you need to capitalise on it. Now, both he and I believe that, that um, if the rules stay the same and if we run next season and if we get on a radial track, that we should both easily be able to run into the, the 590, 580 mm. uh, zone. The thing is, though he probably will put big tyres on his car because there's not really any point running on, on a non-radial track to try yeah. and, you know, set a record. Mm. So, and that's sad because yeah. it would be good to see that kind of racing. The thing is, he doesn't, like, you know, we've had a quick look at his data and that car there will run a six. Mm. As heavy as it is, it'll run a six. And he said to me today, he goes... I don't know if I should do it because I think it's going to discourage anyone else from building a car for the class. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. Given a, a few more opportunities, he'll definitely take the number two spot. Um, and, and that's a huge achievement when you consider the weight of that car. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, um, it's heavy. It's nearly 4,000 pounds. Mm. It's just shy of 4,000 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway... I guess, you know, that that part of it makes me consider whether I want to go racing next season or whether I want to put big tyres on it. I went and saw Rory today and we had a good chat. And um, I don't know if you're aware, the SummerSlam rules, um, there is no real rules. It just needs to be a supercharged sedan. Mm. So, um, you know, we could potentially run 125 over. And, and put the BA in the SummerSlam series. It is an attractive series. It's quite an attractive series, and it's 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 getting quite popular in in, in at the Motorplex. So anyway, the other thing is that's worth noting is um, the Motorplex may make a profit this year. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah, I was okay. quite that's, surprised. That's I, good I didn't news. think the the crowd numbers were there, but apparently they were considerably better crowds. Mm, yep. Than. Um, than last year. Yep. So I'm going to take all the credit for that, of yep. course. <laughs> a lot of people came down to see the BA. Yeah. <laughs> now, it has been a good season down there. And um, look, we didn't get to every meet, but we you know, we did a few there. And, and I think, yeah, it looks it looks optimistic there. Hopefully they can find a new buyer that will reinvigorate um, the sport somewhat and have some different it, ideas yeah, as well. But Nick, it is difficult for the sport to... You know, get that shot in the arm when you got Bill Shorten talking about yeah zero emissions. I mean, you know, Tesla's a a quick 
but mm. there's nothing really cool about them. No, no, that's right. Yeah, you know, you, you're not going to sit around and talk about the buzz of the electric motor. Mm. Oh, listen to listen to <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> listen to that solid state speed controller. <laughs> it's got a real lump to it. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, speaking of the Motorplex, this weekend they have the Andra Grand Final. It's the Is Grand it this Final. Weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, this wow. weekend. So I'll be down there um, doing a few interviews. So thanks to Andrew as well for um, getting my media pass sorted out. So much appreciated, Amanda and, at Andra. All right, we've got a few sponsors here to thank WA Suspensions, Shift Kits Australia, All Fast Torque Converters, SCM Race Engines and Performance. Anyone, any sponsors you need to thank as well? Um, <laughs> I think you covered them. <laughs> anyway, yep. So, um, also go to our website, Facebook it? page. SCM, Brad Penn. Yeah, Brad Penn. No, I didn't say them. So, Mr. Brad Penn, I did say SCM. They're the distributor for Brad Penn in Western mm. Australia. Bloody good oil. Yep. Yep. The green oil. Good stuff. Mm. It's worked well for us. Also, I want to thank this man to my left, Todd Brinkworth, for coming in tonight. Uh, you'll see a lot more of Todd. He's going to be out and about as well, but we'll get him in the studio as He's well. He's making it sound like this is the last <laughs> podcast. No, 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 not at all, not at all. And uh, thanks, Simon. Thanks for coming in, as usual. And uh, if you can, subscribe to us on iTunes. I want to give iTunes a bit, of a bit of a ramp up. So head on over to iTunes. If you go to our Facebook page, you can get to iTunes from there. Please subscribe to us there. That'd be great. Also, give us a Facebook like if you haven't done that already. Mm, Share yeah. us on YouTube. Do all those sorts of things. And if you've got a spare, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and you want to throw it at a radio car, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great <laughs> we can, as well. We can take talking power straight <laughs> off the site. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, In guys. In fact, I can hear the heat gun warming up as we speak. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take it easy, Nick. See you, guys. Yeah. Talk and power stresses all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.